Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Fantasy Sports Cave podcast episode. I am your host, Kevin Cruz Quintana KCQ, and my guest host, and as always, from Barcelona, Spain, Emiliano Mendez. How are you doing today, my man? Hey, Kevin, I'm really happy to be talking to you again. I'm really excited to, to talk about European football, finally. Yeah, I know. European football is always exciting to talk about. Many surprises. I was just overwhelmed with this past week, the past two days. I was just super excited on the turnout for Champions League because, like I said, anything can happen and anything happened these past two days. It was great. It was amazing. What did you think about the results? Well, as you said, anything happened. I mean, everything happened, but also nothing happened because we have so many surprises that everything man, man, like is still the same, you know? Not, nothing changed. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, not a lot of things changed, but there were some results that people didn't expect. A lot, that a makes lot of you... them, but the, the thing is that all results, I mean, all, all of that surprises and didn't change uh, much. So that's what is so weird. Yeah, that's true. I mean, some, like, some results we weren't expecting at all. I mean, ended up... Uh, some different things. I mean, it, some results ended up with, with the with the same overall what we were expecting to happen, but in in the same sense, it was still kind of dramatic. There was still a lot of dramatic finishes, uh, especially with like Liverpool, um, Napoli, stuff like that. Like that, those were where everybody was like, oh wow, like it wasn't expected. I was as well. Just the games in itself was not expected whatsoever in in certain aspects. But at the same time, I mean, you still had the top teams going in forward to the to the rounds of 16, the the powerhouse teams. And then the fact that England still has four teams left in the tournament, um, that that to me is still pretty amazing. That English hope is still alive and well. Yeah, I mean, they used to used to be there always with four teams. Then for a few years, the the English teams weren't that good and it looks like they are finally back they're back yeah no doubt no doubt about it now it's kind of picking a favorite at this point from england who's gonna really outshine um because at first liverpool was kind of kind of holding back and then all of a sudden they just proved that playing at anfield and had that fan base and the motivation and they just came out out of nowhere as well once again uh, Manchester City had a comfortable win uh, as well. Tottenham surprised everybody being able to keep a, a tie game with Barcelona at Camp Nou. Uh, even though Barcelona could have easily won by a lot more, they still ended up with a tie game. And then Manchester I, I, I United. That, huh? What I, was I, that? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't know about that, that you said Barcelona could easily win. Uh, it was it was a really close close game. I mean, Barca play with with a lot of, of young players, not the not the usual starting eleven, but Silicon was the star. So it it meant it, it I mean it means Tottenham was really close to 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 the goal. 
Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, they they had an overall really good turnout. Uh, Tottenham, uh, from what I was looking, their stats, uh, they like you said, it was a it was a pretty close matchup. Um, something that wasn't too expected. I mean, I, I personally thought Barcelona was gonna go a lot. Like they were just gonna outscore them. It was a 51-49% possession. You had Tottenham actually, like you said, more shots on goal. Yeah, that's what seven. I But I, I just felt like being at Camp Nou and Barcelona being the more dominant team at this point, but Tottenham went and surprised the entire world. And then after the match was over, everybody was looking at their phones in the stands because I was watching. I was watching the game and everybody was looking at their phones in the stands just to see how Inter was going to finish up at the other uh, over in Italy. And same thing, they ended up uh, losing, or actually tying as well. I'm sorry. They ended up tying against PSV with a goal from Chucky Lozano. Yeah, that's uh, right. Which is awesome. Very happy for that, that Chucky was able to to score, especially, like you said, in the Champions League and his development. So it was great to see that he put in that effort. Um, unfortunately, you know, Inter is no longer in the Champions League. They got kicked out because of that. But, I mean, the, the Italian team still has Juventus. They still have Roma uh, to to take the, the cup home. Yeah, I mean, um, they are, like, really, really strong teams. Uh, talking about Barcelona against Tottenham, uh, I was there. Uh, it was it was a weird environment because for for Barca it was a a game that uh, nothing happened. Like they, they were they weren't uh, playing for anything different. They were already first of the group, so they had a chance to to play with really young players, give some minutes to to the people that hasn't played a lot. On the on the season, and on the other side, uh, Tottenham needed the win, and I don't know. I think it was just too much pressure for them, and that's why uh, at the beginning Barca was a lot better, and then uh, the, the 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 minutes passed, and you can like realize that the the players that were on the field for Tottenham were actually better. So that's how they are starting to equilibrate the game and then get the tie. Yeah, no, it was it was overall a very amazing match. Uh, like you said, Tottenham, I'm still, I'm still kind of impressed of what they did. And that it just goes to show that they are an underrated team because everybody's eyes were focused on Liverpool, Manchester City. I mean, they they surprised me because I, I didn't have them even going forward. So they, they shut me up for sure, 100%. So now I'm excited to see what they uh, they have in store for us in February when the Champions League returns. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm pretty content with the teams that are going forward. The two teams that are probably the underdogs in the whole tournament, that from what I can see, will be Shakhtar 04 and FC Porto. Uh, the and maybe Ajax as well. Yeah, and also I mean uh, and and Leon. And the the funny thing is that even though they are like the underdogs, as you said, Ajax and and Leon are really fun to watch. They are playing really well with a lot of new talents, a lot of young players, 
and and the football they are playing it's it's really really nice to watch it's it's a game with a lot of goals all, all the time it's always exciting it's really fast uh, i i think that if anybody had the chance to to see these teams it's really worth it yeah no doubt about it i mean i've caught i've caught in a couple of games for ajax uh as well throughout the years and they're they're always very interesting to watch olympique leon um as well being the the second hope for for paris because they i mean after after france winning the world cup uh, i mean of course all the french fans want to see either paris saint germain or olympique leon bring a second big trophy like this home in the same in the well, not not the same year but in the same span of time uh so i know that they're going to be having a lot of pressure for that as well and then of course you got germany germany being a powerhouse team uh bayern munich uh borussia dortmund especially have they been how they've been performing so i know for a fact that they're going to be fun to watch as well but like you said ajax olympic leon um definitely teams you don't want to miss out when they play i mean they're usually a little more difficult depending on where you live in the area for them to stream or for them to pass those matches on television but for sure it's something you don't want to miss out on uh, so champions league round of 16 we have the teams we got ajax we got atletico madrid barcelona bayern munich borussia dortmund juventus liverpool manchester city Manchester United, Real Madrid, AC Roma, Paris Saint-Germain, Porto, Chaco 04, Tottenham, and Olympique Lyon. What do you think the turnout's going to be in the draw? Do you think it's going to be surprising uh, how the things are going to turn out? Or do you think they're going to be expected matches? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, every first one of the group, it's a really tough team. They are like the the big candidates to win the the Champions League. We have Barcelona, we have Juventus, Real Madrid, PSG, Manchester City, Bayern Munich. So those are the big games, you know. I mean the big teams. So it's a good thing for the tournament that all of them uh, got the first place on their group, so they don't face each other on the next round, not until until when there are only eight teams that is going that, that that is going it's going to be really good to to watch all these big teams facing each other so right now for the for the draw next week i just hope i mean not like hope but i just want to to see who is going to face atletico de madrid that for me it's the the tough team on the on the ones that are second on the group and also Liverpool. I think those two are the ones that nobody wants to face. And anything else, I mean, the normal thing would be that the, the, the team that ended first on the group should should win the, the next round. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm with you 100% on that. I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited to see what, what's going to happen there. Um, like I said, we, it's two months two months time uh the transfer window will be available so a lot of things are going to happen and i and i have a feeling i mean like you said surprises are are going to are going to happen i know there's a lot of players that are going to leave uh injuries stuff like that 
So, I mean, it's still a ways from now, but I I am super excited for the turnout in Champions League, especially with the teams that we have. They're never, never a dull moment, especially of the caliber of the players and the the football that they play is just always amazing to watch. Of course, and it's, I mean, it, it it's not usual that all the all the top candidates for the for for winning the tournament and the the group stage winning the group actually. So that's that. I think that is really exciting because if everything goes as as we should think, uh, they are going to be facing each other uh, when there are only eight teams left. That I mean, that's a good thing for the tournament because I hate when some of those teams and like second on the group and they have to face each other on the 16 round stage. So they are always uh, a team that is not that good on the on the next stage. And I don't know, like weird things start to happen and we get to see some games that are not really that good. But I think this year is just as everybody will will predict. So that makes everything for me more exciting because I'm really expecting to see what's coming next. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited as well too. Um, I just don't like the fact that it takes so long to come back, but I know it's because of the transfer window and as well as they have their their own leagues and clubs that they have to go face as yeah, well as international right. games. They can't so play it, that often, so yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's still. I mean, we we can't always get whatever we want, right? Uh, so I mean, it's going to be unfortunate for us having to wait this long. But for you fans that are super excited. Um, with the Champions League, and it's something you guys follow religiously as much as we do. Uh, December 17th will be the drawing for the, the the rounds of 16 for the Champions League, and then it'll be off till February. And for now, with that, I want to ask you guys, the fans, the people that listen to the podcast, send us your questions, comments, concerns on our social media platforms, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, directly on our website sign up to our mailing our mailing list and as well as send us information through there on what you guys want us to cover because like we said there will be an absence of about two months uh, without champions league and a lot of other tournaments are already closing up so there will be some stuff we won't be able to cover just because of the fact that there won't be any matches to cover so let us know what you guys want want us to talk about let us know what you guys want to hear like i said questions comments concerns these podcasts are for you guys, 100%. Yeah, that, that actually would be great. I mean, we will have the top leagues in Europe, and we will be talking about it. We'll have a lot of good games. For example, this weekend, we have a great game on Premier League. But it's always good to to know what the fans are expecting to hear or what they want to to to. I mean, what they want for us to talk about. So yeah, it's it would be great if if you guys uh, can let us know what what do you want us to talk about, which teams, which games, uh, which leagues. That would be awesome. So that's a really good idea, Kevin. And I'm really expecting to to know what people is interesting in. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I also want to know what you guys are interested in and what you guys want to want us to talk about. Want us to 
give you more insight and detail. I know, like I said, we're constantly updating ourselves on everything that's going on. And so we will be adding more content as things start turning around, as things come up. And we'll, we probably will be talking about a lot more in, in detail with certain players, certain things that happen throughout the league, maybe even outside of the league. So we will be talking about more things like that. But like I said, send us the feedback. Let us know what you guys want to talk about or want, what, what you want us to talk about and what you guys want to hear and listen to. But going forward, as well as in Champions League, like you said, next week, December 17th, will be the drawing. But for now, we can definitely talk about, continue talking about European leagues. We will be starting off with Premier League. Premier League and the leaderboards and how everything is going on there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's the, the most exciting one right now. Uh, we have Liverpool on the top of, of the league. Uh, I mean, Manchester City is just behind because they dropped some points the, on, on the last game. But we have an amazing link forward. And this weekend, we have Liverpool against Manchester United. It's going to be an amazing game. Uh, Liverpool needs to win so they can keep on the top of the league. Uh, Manchester United can, I mean, can't let uh, any more points... Uh, I mean, can't drop any more points on the on the way to the end of the of the league, or they are going to be in huge trouble. Yeah, no, of course, Liverpool only being like you said, one point away. Um, they haven't lost a single match in the Premier League. Thirteen wins, three ties. Uh, Manchester City having that loss that they had last week, putting them in forty-one points, and then Tottenham which surprised me in the Champions League, are in third place in the Premier with 36 points. So not too far away. We got Chelsea in fourth place. And then my team, Arsenal, 22 games in a row without losing. I mean, I'm super happy for it, but they are in fifth place at the moment with 34 points. Just above Manchester United with 26. And then the rest of the teams going forward. Um, so top five teams, uh, do you think this is going to be a big turnaround for the rest of the, for the rest of the season? Or you think, um, the top three are going to stay in the top three? I mean, uh, as, as you said uh, about the, the points they have, uh, you can see Liverpool and Manchester City really on the top of the league. I think that it's going to be really hard to beat them. So for me, uh, it's going to be just uh, a battle between those two teams until the end of the of the season and just behind of them we have Tottenham Chelsea and Arsenal that are going to be looking I mean for for being uh, number three or number four so they can go to Champions League because let's remember that number five I mean the, the fifth or every league is not going to the Champions League so that's that it's going to be the interesting thing for those three teams uh, Tottenham Chelsea and Arsenal looking for for Champions League position and Liverpool and Manchester City looking for, for being champions, actually. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I'm I'm really, I, I love, love seeing the Premier League games whenever I get a chance to. I know they're usually extremely early when in my time. Uh, for, for you guys, it's a little bit later. But sometimes when I do get a chance to watch them, it's always fun, no matter who it is. Um, I'm always very happy to get to see uh, Arsenal play, but it's not as often as I would love to. Uh, but like you said, do you have personally a favorite team in in the Premier League, Emilian? Uh, well, not really, 
Um, but if I have to choose one, uh, I like Manchester United, but not that much since Alex Ferguson left the team. Uh, I I really enjoyed when he was there, how they play, how he practiced with different players. I think he was like a, a, a father to most of them. So, uh, I mean, I was a really huge fan. I am a really huge fan of Alex Ferguson. And since he left the team, I'm not a big fan of Manchester United. But if I had to choose one, that would be them. Also, they are not going doing really good for the last years. Yeah, no. After Ferguson left, that uh, Manchester United just had a downfall of players. You know, just it was it was just a an epic crash. I mean, after a while, they started getting a little bit better. But from the stats that I've been reading, after Alex Ferguson, every single coach that they've had have spent a lot more money than Ferguson ever did. And uh, and they didn't have a similar result. You would yeah. think it'd be different. It's it's amazing, but th that's how you can realize how good Ferguson was. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think it's uh, a matter of time for them to to kick out Mourinho. So let's see what happens. I mean, as you can see right now on the, I mean on the on the league, they are on the sixth position. And they're not close to, to the next one that is Arsenal. So I don't know if they are going to, to hold Mourinho for, for much time. Yeah, and, and like you said, Manchester United being the team that you would choose. For me, Arsenal getting rid of Arsene Wenger, um, even though he did amazing for a long time. After 20 years, I, I mean, it was time for him to go. And clearly it's showing that the team was very happy very happy with what's going on right now. Like you said, after 22 matches without a loss, uh, I'm I'm super excited to see what, what's in store for them. Even if we don't win the Premier League, being in the top four so we can qualify once again for the Champions League. Yeah, that I, um, as I told you, I think that's... Right now, that's the goal for, for Arsenal. And I think Emery is doing really good work. So I, I think they are going to be there. I have to say, yeah. I think Tottenham is going to fall. So they are not going to to manage until the la the the end of the season to to be on the top four. So I think Arsenal is going to be fighting fighting there with Chelsea. Yeah, and no. Yeah. On the no. on the real top of the league, uh, I have to say this year I really hope Liverpool to to win the Premier League. They haven't win in a lot of years, so I think this team deserves it, uh, especially for Jurgen Klopp, that it's an amazing coach. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Liverpool is going to be able to pull that off 100%. Uh, Manchester City, I mean, after winning the way they did last last season, um, it's expected. But I, I, I agree with you. With, with you. I agree with you 100%. Liverpool uh, deserves that Premier League, yeah. especially how they've been performing. So I think Guardiola is uh, really focused on the Champions League. So... That may like that. That might be a, a factor and and a reason why Manchester City drop a few points from here to the end of the season. So, if Klopp is a smart uh, person, he has to take chance. Uh, I mean, he has to check, to take advantage of of that, and don't. I mean, 
don't lose the the top of the of the league. They they already have. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But kind of moving on to a little bit more of European leagues, La Liga. I know definitely something you enjoy talking about. Barcelona being number one of the group uh, in the leaderboards, and surprisingly Sevilla being number two, tied uh, with Atletico Madrid for first for second, only a difference in goals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. And then Real Madrid in fourth place with 26 points. Like I said, probably the worst start for Real Madrid in the season in so long as well. And then we got the rest of the teams going down. Uh, the more recognizable teams, Real Sociedad down over in 13th, Valencia FC in 15th, um, and everybody else just kind of, I mean, you're. It, it's the typical, the typical top four teams that you usually see in the league at, at the top of the leaderboards. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, actually, the weird thing is just uh, seeing Real Madrid being fourth. But if you think about it, they start so bad that it's actually uh, not a big difference between them and the, and the first place that is Barcelona, just five points. I think the, the season is really, really long and they can, they can get close to, to Barcelona and be fighting for... For the for being champions of, of La Liga, uh, I also think that Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, as I said about Manchester City with Guardiola, are really focused on the Champions League, so they might drop a few points. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's it's usually going to end up Real, like you said. Um, we, we talked about in previous podcasts, Real Madrid is going to get their stuff together. They're going to change things up. Uh, the mentality is going to change and they're going to want to prove themselves, especially after losing, like you said, Zidane, Ronaldo, uh, and everything changing so constantly. I have a feeling that they're going to be able to adapt and, and like you said, maybe fighting for the first spot at the end of the season. Um, who knows? Maybe Atletico Madrid can give us a surprise. Yeah, maybe, but as, as I told you, I think uh, they are really thinking about the Champions League because the final it's it's being played at their stadium, so I'm pretty sure they want to be there. I mean, I think Simeone right now is really obsessed with the Champions League, so I don't know if when they came to February or March, they are going to have to choose one or the other. Uh, so I think it's going to be hard for them to to manage to be on the top three or, or fighting for the first place, actually. And on the other side, Real Madrid, I'm really sure they are going to to go to the, the transfer market to, to get somebody to help them uh, make, a, I mean, to get some solutions for, for these problems they are having. And more important, they have to change the attitude. I, I was in the stadium this week on Champions League and the attitude of the players is just really bad. The fans were uh, all the time booing the team. They were uh, insulting Isco, for example. Uh, it was it was uh, it was a mess. They are not playing good. You can't see the the hunger they had the the last few years. So I think the the first thing they have to change is the attitude, and then go to the transfer market for a good signing. 
I think for Real Madrid, Isco, I don't think he's going to last too long there. I honestly think he's going to end up finding a new home. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Person. Yeah, because I just feel like he's no longer welcome. Uh, not only from the fans, but I mean, maybe other players as well. But he has a lot of talent, a lot of true potential. Yeah, and also maybe he'll develop it. Uh, yeah, you can definitely tell. And yesterday on Champions League, uh, when Marcelo left the the field, he came to to Isco and offered the the captain uh, bracelet, and Isco didn't want it. Isco said that it should be for someone else, and he didn't want to take it. So that's something. I mean, that says something about how Isco feels right now on the team. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about that. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, like you said, uh, Ramajid's definitely going to have to take advantage of the transfer market and look for, for help because if they things going the way they are, um, it, it won't be surprising if they don't even make it in the top four. Um, Ooh, that we'll would be a huge happens. failure for them. I have to say that this is uh, the first season that uh, Barry's apply in La Liga. And I think that's really affecting them. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I, 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 I just don't understand what's going on. I mean, like you said, anytime you see a coach leave, uh, things change because the the different style of play and and way things are being run. But if the team is as together and united as they should be, adapting to the new style of format of play shouldn't change the results. And, yeah, but the thing but is they're not that close to each other anymore. Anymore, yeah. It's not the same Real Madrid we're used to seeing. And because you can tell when players aren't happy on the pitch, bad things are going to happen to the team. And that's clear. It's a clear showing of what we're looking at right now with Real Madrid. I mean, Zidane is not a fool. There's, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a reason why he left. The same with Cristiano. Uh, also, there were a lot of rumors that Modric was leaving. So, I don't know, something is happening there and they are not that close anymore. So, I think it's, it's I mean, it's the, it's the correct time for, for new signings and starting a, a new project. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, I did, you know, hear about that as well with Modric leaving. Um, me, even Marcelo being interested in going to, to Italy as well as with going with his partner to uh, Cristiano and over to Juventus. I mean, that would be insane. It would honestly be insane. And then also even Cristiano challenging Lionel Messi to leave Spain. That was amazing. Which I seriously doubt will ever happen. But, I mean... That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, seeing these players jump over to, to Italy, I mean, the Italian league is going to go insane. It's going to become another uh, La Liga, if anything. But it will be fun to watch if something like that were to ever happen. Now that you mentioned that about Cristiano, uh, I think on the on the culture, I mean, on Italian football, he's really happy right now. And he's always so controversial, but he always thinks before he speaks. So this thing he said about uh, Messi should be going to, to a different league. Uh, I think it's, it was really smart for for his part to, to do some declarations like that. Yeah, I, I feel it was... He, he can do good in every team. And he's just uh, like trying to, to there's uh, someone else to do it. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I think it was more of a, I, I could honestly say it, it, it more of a marketing kind of declaration. Of course. Uh, may, may, I mean, just putting, just putting it out there that the fact that the Italian league does have potential for players like himself, players like Lionel Messi, and because the the challenge is there, the players are there, the tournament in itself, that league has a lot of potential in Cali, especially with the big names and how Italy, and not only at a national level, but as well as in the clubs, they've always given a great show. They've always given their all on the pitch, and the fans love it. So... Like you said, it was smart. He he thinks before he speaks, and I know definitely there's a reason behind it. And who knows? Who knows? We might be seeing these these two players go at it again in in Italy one day. Oh, that would be amazing. But it depends on on which team is able to to pay for for Messi. I actually think Messi. I mean, just doesn't listen to to this kind of of stuff. If anything, I mean, if anyone has the power to to make Messi uh, leave Barcelona is Pep Guardiola. I don't yeah. think there's anyone else that can... Yeah, no. Pep has some amazing... Uh, I, I don't know what it is with Pep Guardiola, but I think he'd be the only one to convince him and say, of course. yes, do it, or no, it's not worth it. Yeah, and I don't think he wants to, to leave. It would have to change. I, I mean, it would have to be something really strange uh, happening for him. So he decided to to leave. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. But kind of, kind of talking about, uh, like you said, Calcio, Serie, Juventus being in first place, um, you can definitely tell that Ronaldo is making a huge impact there, and the players are happy. You can see them on the pitch. Very different to what we're seeing in La Liga. The players are just having fun out there. Napoli being in second after being kicked off of the Champions League, uh, only eight point difference. Um, which is still uh, quite a bit, but it can it can still change. Uh, Internacional, Milan, 29, and everybody else going forward. Milan, Lazio, Torino, 26 points and under. So you can clearly tell who's who's favorite, who has a lot of different caliber and, and performance in their team and their and their players. Um, so Serie is kind of um, you know a little balanced out, not too much of a difference. Yeah, like the like the last seven years. You know that I mean the last year was really close. Napoli uh, was first for most of the season actually, but as you see them play, uh, you know Juventus is the strong one. You know Juventus is always the first candidate to to win the trophy, and this year is no different. When the only difference I see uh, in Juventus is actually they are stronger because they have Cristiano Ronaldo and. He changed a lot, a lot the mentality of the team, and that's the. I mean, I think that that's the difference they needed to. I mean, to to play great football as they are doing this year, and as you said, Napoli being second and Inter being third. I think now that they are not longer on Champions League, they can get closer to Juventus, but I don't think they have enough to to take the trophy. Maybe Inter, I mean, as for what I have seen this season, Inter is stronger. Inter can play better, I think. So let's see what happens. Uh, I, I don't think Napoli is going to, to end second, actually. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so either. I think it'll be Inter or, or Milan 
uh, one of them too. Um, ending Roma second. also is also there. Roma, Roma, like you said, I mean, their focus is Champions League right now. Um, and but afterwards, if they do get end up getting kicked down in the rounds of 16 or forward, um, their focus will be dedicated into Serie A. And who knows, they might end up in second as well. But then, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time for now. But once again, like we said, we want to hear your feedback. We want to know what you guys want us to talk about, what you want to listen to. So make sure you do answer questions, comments, concerns. Let us know what you want to hear. Once again, this is KCQ. This is the Fantasy Sports Cave podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, Emiliano, it's always a pleasure talking with you, my man. It's always a pleasure, Kevin. It's just such a shame that we can uh, keep talking about different leagues, but we will come back next week to, to talk about anything the fans want us to talk about. Yes, and we will be here. You guys don't miss out. Fantasy Sports Cave podcast on all social media platforms as well as Spotify, Apple. I am sorry, Apple Podcasts. So make sure you guys tune in. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.